There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Mizzy Bender, and we are bringing another educational piece to the table today. Uh, And this is all about dungeon etiquette. So if you remember our good friend, Xavier, the educator over at LWP, um, we had a few chats with him already, and so now we're back. So welcome back. Thank you. Uh, How's everything going? going great yeah I think that so far it's been really wonderful and uh, I've had a lot to think about since our last conversations <laughs> uh, so many thoughts are spewing uh, so now we're gonna talk about the dungeon etiquette because there's a lot that comes uh, with all of these different plays and things the scenes and stuff um, and more importantly I saw your <laughs> your you had a tremendous amount of toys with you earlier which I know doesn't have to do with the dungeon etiquette but it does because Uh, A lot of people don't like their stuff being touched or, you know, so tell us about how that all works. So when you first time in the dungeon, when you're entering in the dungeon, the first first thing to do is to, you know, read the rules for the dungeon itself, learn about the dungeon, what they, what the, each venue, because each venue is going to have different rules and you need to follow them. Is there like, is there a general concept across the board or do they all really just change per venue? Um, there's a general. There are general concepts across the board. Don't interrupt the scene is one of the biggest ones. Um, a lot of people come in, and especially with educators and stuff like that, they'll see me playing, and I'll have a question, and they don't wait until the scene's over because they think I'm doing an educational piece, and so they interrupt. And so it's like if I'm in the dungeon, I'm playing. Yes, don't until, interrupt. When I'm done and I have taken part, care of my partner. Yeah. I'm happy to answer questions. I'm really glad that you said that. I mean, I would never, you know, I would never interrupt a scene, but I have seen that before where people do get pretty inquisitive, and so which, I... Which is great. I encourage it. Wait until I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that kills the whole flow, right? That would have to put a damper on, like, your mindset, yeah. you, just, like, the, the person that you're with and their mindset and all of that. Mm-hmm. A lot could be thrown off. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, that's... Um, another one, for some reason, people walk into a dungeon and they see toys and they think they can just pick them up. And this is a, you know, you, like you said, you saw my uh, impact toy set up. Which he had a ton of them, and he said that there weren't, that wasn't even all of them. No, it's not all. That's all I could fit in the cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ha- there, there's, some of those toys are very expensive. Some were custom pieces. Some, there's no nothing like them. Anybody else has them. And uh, I get, you know, people pick them up and think that it's okay to just handle it. And it's like, you know, this is personal property. You need to remember that. You know, it, it, you know, places like LWP where they do have toys that are open to the public to use, they're hanging on the wall. They're obvious. If I'm something is sitting near me, it's it's yours. It's always polite to ask. If yeah. it is a house, I'll let you touch it. And even if you ask after the scene, if you want to see something, I'm normally happy to let people handle most of the toys. I, I can be particular about loaning toys, um, especially some of the more brutal toys and stuff like that. But ask. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt You know, and, when I'm done. Right. And through our conversation, I mean, I you early on, you know, you were telling us about how, um, well, you were telling me personally about how you had specific toys made. And I had the opportunity to look at some of them. Now, how did those like come to play? How did you create those? Uh, 
they come from sometimes they come uh, the 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 uh, the big steel purple paddle like uh, my one hand nine pound sparkly purple people beater yeah um that was that came from a cigar social uh, a friend of mine had access to a cnc cutter um and he he cut it out for me and he did he did the heat treat so that I got the oil oils out and handed it to me and then i painted it and finished it and and I painted it bright purple because it's it's a silly mindset. People see purple and bright sparkly toys and it's not dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's safe. It's fun. But it's heavy, guys. It's fucking heavy. It I what's it sound like when it hits the skin? Actually there's not much of a sound at all. Really? It it hits so hard and so quick, it just goes in, it just muffles, it's not much. Um, like some of the other paddles are much louder and much more intense. And is it uh, a sting or is it That thing's all thud. Yeah. Oof. That thing's all fun. That'll that'll make that'll make your teeth rattle. Yeah, like I would want to feel it like at your lightest, just to, just to feel what the onset sensation would be. But I I I picked it up myself, and like you gotta you gotta have muscles just to swing that thing. Oh my god, it was so heavy. <laughs> it was beautiful though. Um, and you had a bunch with you know a, a bunch of others, but yeah. so you know I'm just thinking. So when you go into a dungeon, I've never really I can't really say that I've I've actively played in a dungeon and like right. you know gone through it i mean like we dabble spencer and i by ourselves but mm -hmm. like that's like nobody's around or anything right. so we kind of just do our thing but you know when you are around people and you're in the dungeon is there a specific etiquette on um just everybody around you and and so you want to be aware of your you're uh, aware of your where you're at mm -hmm. um for multiple reasons one you don't want to be standing too close to the top behind them um this is more of a safety as much as it is etiquette. First, it it, it, it can cramp the scene, but the safety portion of it, it, it you know, you're you're standing too close and get a backswing. Mm. Um, oh yeah. A non-consensual impact, as we you know we joke about. Um, it it can be very because some of the paddles I had over there, if you were in a dark dungeon, you wouldn't even see it until it hit you. Yeah. And um, like that, the one paddle I have out of there that's made of Codalux, it's one of the hardest woods on the planet. If I catch you across the face with it, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a safety concern as part of it. The other thing is, you need to be a, a, a aware of the scene if they're okay with you watching. Um, some people, even though voyeurism is is a fetish of itself and it's okay, some people can take it to a creepy level and they get too close and they get too. Yes. So you need to be aware of what you're doing and what they're doing and stay out of it uh don't interact with the bottom and top uh, while they're scening let the scene take it take its course um it happens uh most of the time it's just it, it's it's honest mistakes they're not doing that out of maliciousness mm -hmm. um it's just really just not knowing right probably. which is which is why I, I i created the etiquette class was to talk to people and another part of it we should go talk about like the furniture in there and how to use it and oh because a lot of people don't know what a St. Andrew's cross is or how do you use a spanking bench or, yeah. you know. And there's multiple ways. I mean, and some dungeons have some really creative and beautiful pieces that are... There was a, a dungeon at an event that had a, a Stargate that was actually a suspension frame. Wow. So, it, you know, they had made a full Stargate. And it was beautiful, but people look at it when... Wow, intimidated or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do I do with this? Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, so we try, I try and get people through... We talk about, like, um, some of the other etiquette things that um, normally are big mistakes is people don't realize when they're playing, if you if you draw blood, you need to stop your scene. Um, and is that, I mean, it sounds like it would be, like, a common sense thing, but maybe not, you know? And well, so why, why really would you? Uh, primarily for bloodborne pathogens, you're actually, if you were to hit on somebody who's bleeding, you're actually aerosolizing the blood and it's getting on everything in the room, including everybody in the room. Uh -huh. So you need to stop. The second is, 
you got to make sure that was part of the negotiated scene when you're playing, whether there's blood or not. Normally, yeah. normally that's where my scenes end. If somebody starts bleeding, it's like we're kind of done. Yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah. Stop. No, all right. Well, how does it get to the point that somebody? I mean, is it like the same? Is it like a repetitious strike? Is it uh, the the it could, instrument you're using? A combination? It can be either or, or a combination. It could be any of the three. Um, uh, Last time I played at the barbecue, I was beating someone, and they, um, they were the as it got nice and tough, built the calluses or I built up the uh, welts, and she wanted to try a whip, and I hit her with the whip, and it just laid open that. Oh. And okay, scene's over, you know, because I can't risk getting blood on all my toys and aerosolizing it, and making you know, especially in this day and age, it's yeah. everything's a little bit more heightened. Um, I but, never thought about that in any any capacity not yeah. one bit i mean that's like beyond that's beyond safety concern like now you're into like true like right. i mean now you're in like real true health safety mm -hmm. that's incredible i never thought about those yeah you you gotta you, you gotta watch and pay attention um like i said but as, as far as the the etiquette goes it's poor etiquette to continue beating on somebody who's now bleeding if they haven't consented to it or what happens if they do consent to it how do you proceed that's the next part of that etiquette there are areas where you can do blood play uh -huh. at most places these are places with tile floors curtains that can contain any kind of blood splatter or anything like that and can be easily washed uh in for example here they have the medical playroom downstairs yes it has its own drain you can hose everything <gasps> down are you serious <laughs> i never knew this yeah so it, it 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 allows for a safer play but it's also you, that comes back to other parts of relationships like are you fluid bonded with your partner do you have the gloves do you have a face mask so you're not bleeding breathing in blood <coughs> it's there's a lot to it oh my gosh again this is like a whole other level of play mm -hmm. oh my god again every single subject has like nine thousand questions in it holy smokes and more <laughs> and it, it, it never fails somebody always asks me something new at a class and i love it yes I have to think about it and move forward and learn. And isn't it awesome when somebody can bring something to you and like yeah. kind of tickles your brain a bit and you're like, yeah. oh. I love it. It's that's great. amazing. Oh my God. Okay. So, wow. Didn't really think about all this. So now we're back in the dungeon and uh, we've cleared our surroundings and we're make sure that we're super aware of what's going on. What are some other things that would be important? Um, is it biggest, uh, it, again, this sounds like common sense, but We've had people, even here, we've had it, it thankfully only once that I've seen, but um, if you don't encroach on the scene, but worse is don't make it uh, a sexualization, for a sexual fantasy for you. Oh. Um, we, uh, there was a scene, there was a couple in, in one of the private rooms upstairs, and I was setting, I, I had rented one of the rooms, and I was getting it ready for, because the, the, the young women I had come with were overwhelmed it was too much they were new and, they, too, yeah. and, and so we were it's like all right we're getting the room set up get them into the room let them and isolate and i turn around to walk out and he's standing looking around the corner jacking off <gasps> in the hallway that's i mean come on come on but you would think it's common sense but people don't they think that because you're in this environment right pretty much anything goes and that's not true right sex, sex is not necessarily a part of bdsm yeah. bdsm is a great foreplay mm -hmm. But it is not a necessity. Sex is not a necessity at all, and you shouldn't be sexualizing someone else's scene. It's just mm -hmm. that's just poor manners, etiquette, and just plain rude. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Again, I mean, I would, of course, I would see that situation unraveling and know that that's super inappropriate. But I never would have thought about it where you're saying like don't don't really tap into somebody else's sexual thing yeah, that's well, going on. I mean, if if you think about it, you 
you and your partner are playing and he turns around and there's a guy jacking off in the doorway. Oh, yeah. That's like a huge no-no for us. Like that, yeah, that is would, like... That, that would put a real kibosh on the scene and yeah. kind of ruin everything for you and could potentially end up and very poorly for the guy jacking off. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. I mean, but really, honestly, in that scenario, like as that person, like do you really think that that's the right thing to be... Like that part I can never get past in my brain of like you got to know that this is like uncomfortable and weird. Well, you, we get... One of the reasons, uh, the other one of the other main reasons for this was to to kind of weed out um, the HNGs, the yeah. horny not geeks. Yeah. They, they they know enough key phrasing to sound like they're in this community, but all they are is looking for women who they think are easy, or looking for men who they think are easy, and it's that's not what the scene is about. That's mm. not what the community is about. And you need to um, pay attention and 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 you know and so by doing the etiquette, we kind of. Um, bring them out um we bring out the uh, uh you could awareness kinda, of it and you could kind of tell like some by maybe like their mannerisms or maybe a question or just the way that they respond to some of the exactly how you're saying like kind of weed out some of those that maybe are not really ready or, or like belong per se i don't you know i don't like to use that word but really i mean at that moment you're you maybe know. not ready and it's also another part of uh, of this of the etiquette class is to get people ready for what they're going to encounter um if you're new to the community and you come out and you see someone being beaten to the point where their ass is literally black and there's you know trickles of blood and stuff if that was what they negotiated that's what they want and that's the scene and it can be overwhelming the first time you come out to the community so try and ease them into it and prep prepare them for what they're going to see and then it's a step it goes a step further when you go to start going to clubs where it's a sex positive environment where you know you could walk outside the, of the tent and there's people having sex on the ground or in one of the rooms with the door open because they kind of want people to watch yeah um you know i'm gonna stop you right there too because it's funny like spencer and i we have no problem you know fucking or doing anything in front of people that's just part of us but it depends it's on also what swinger. yeah exactly but it, and it really depends on like your environment and what's going on and over the past couple weeks we've been in several scenarios where one we were at a swinger event but they didn't really operate that day that way they were more private right and so there wasn't much of that going on i'm like dude i can't blow you here right now no that's not what's happening around us we're not gonna you know we're not those people and then even today here you know he wants to fuck in the tent i'm like be aware of the surroundings right now this is not the environment that this is what you know you want to take me into one of the rooms and we could go play and whatever that's totally fine but like let's be let's be self-aware some you know yeah. And, and that comes down to the etiquette, like you said, you, you want to be you want to be aware because um, while there is a lot of crossover between the swinger and the BDSM community, it's when different. It, the, there's not as much as people would be uh, aware of. There, it, it's kind of a surprising, you know, how how little the Venn diagram actually overlaps. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's funny because um, when Lady for Lady opened, there was a lot more swinger events. Obviously, with the COVID. No, none. But like at one of the hotel takeovers, there was this. It was like this great divide. Yeah. Um, over by the furniture was the kinky people. Over on the dance floor were the swingers, and they were separated. And it, there was this gap you could walk down. You Are could, you, you kidding? You could probably take a horse and buggy down it. It was and it was hilarious. There was crossover. There were people in that that came over here, and there were people over here that were part of that. But it was not as big of a crossover as you thought. Yeah. And. Um, the funny thing is, what I found hilarious is, the, the, is, is some of the swingers were uh, actually kind of taken aback from by the BDSM, what, what, what we do to each other in the in this community, and uh, it was kind of amusing because it's like, it, it, the swinging is as much a fetish as it is. It's part of our community. They just don't want to. Yes. A lot don't want to see it that way. Not everybody is that way. Yep. 
Um, I, I know a bunch of swingers. I had no problem with it. That's yeah. lifestyle. And this is why it's important, though, because, like, I've noticed that a lot of the swingers we interact with have a lot of kink and fetish tendencies. But it's about making sure that they're educated enough that they're realizing and recognizing how much the rules are different between swinging and this because like you said and i want to make sure that we emphasize this is that like when you guys are in a scene it doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are having intercourse or that there's some sort of sexual sexual uh exchange going on a lot of times it's not like that it could be i mean i i don't i i don't have an example i'm sure you do mm. you know but i don't want to say inappropriate I, thing but no, no you're fine um, actually, one of my rules with uh, that comes up comes up with the uh, with my negotiations is I will stay back from I, I do not intercourse is off the table until we become regular playmates. We're playing because I need a little bit of a connection. One, two, I don't want people new to the community who feel like because we're playing we have to have sex. Yes, and I want them to understand that this is not a requirement. It's not a major. You know, I mean, you know, I could easily go pick up one of your shirts that says you know I like sex often because yep. that's true. However, it does not necessarily mean because I'm playing with you, you have to give that to it's me. It's exactly right. And this is a really perfect, a good example that I can, you know, equate back to myself. So Miss Lady, I've talked about her so many times and I thoroughly enjoy when she puts me on St. Andrew's Cross, right? So I'm swinger. She's, you know, she does her thing, but she fucking dominates like crazy. And we're not exchanging any kind of, you know, like there's no kissing. There is no nothing. She literally is just doing what she does because she knows that I enjoy it so well. And you know, so much rather. And uh, I love it. And I would go back and go back and go back for more and more and more. But I'm not, you know, there's nothing like that going on. But it's hot as fuck to watch and feel. It's incredible. It's different, you know. A good scene when there's a good connection is one of the best things to watch. And all you got to do is, like I said, you, that's where you need the etiquette. No, to keep a, a distance, not interrupt and, or, or intrude upon the scene and potentially ruin the scene. Yeah. Oh, and here she comes right now, the lady of the hour. Um, so we, as so we are here, just finishing up, uh, ladies' <laughs> birthday event, and uh, I'm so happy that we had the opportunity to start chit chatting about all of these different things. So we've talked about through various different podcasts up to this time. We've had a few opportunities to connect. We've done uh, the Violet Wand. We did um, Impact 101 play, and now we're doing some etiquette on the dungeon. So we are going to continue to have some conversations. And hopefully as I come back to LWP, you'll be here also. And I'll be able to continue to tap into your brain and kind of, and especially the more I come here. Well, I love that. (laughs) Listen, I could go down that rabbit hole and fucking have a grin all the time. Um, And, you know, I just feel like the more that I'm going to be here, the more I'm going to learn, which Mm -hmm. means the conversations that we're going to have are going to be so much better going forward. And I'm so excited about that. We do need to come to an end because it's going to start to get really hustle and bustle around here. So, again, how can we find you if uh, people want to hear more? Um, You can find me on Xavier Dom at FetLife. uh, Or you can uh, find me at the virtual... uh, the LWP virtual Q&A and social, that's every other Tuesday. That's awesome. All right, guys. So listen, going forward, I'm going to have all this information on our website, so you'll be able to find that also, our Facebook, social media. So that means you need to follow Mizzy Bender and Mindbender Parties everywhere you possibly can. Until next time, I will talk to you so soon, guys.